Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. You know, in the early years of the church, the body of Christ, very, very early on, we, uh, well, we stood up for to read. <laughs> so I would tell you, you may be seated, but we're actually on good standing with God right now. <laughs> so might as well read first, and um, that way, while I can still see this. I'll read to you And when they heard, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them or in them is who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? For the kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together for to, for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth your hand or thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together, was shaken, or the place was shaken where they were gathered together. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And for the multitude of them or, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Amen. Put your hands on your spirit. Say, thank you, Lord, for your living word. Thank you, Lord, for your living word. We hear. We, hear. we believe. We, believe. we receive. We receive. We give you honor and praise for this day of appointment, day of gathering, and for the word of life. We magnify you, 
not an opinion. This is the living word of God. And we say yes. And amen. Now, if that's you with one voice, one heart, and one soul, lift your hands and your voices to God and let heaven hear a greater shout of victory ahead of time. Go ahead. seated. I, I commend you for the strength and the vitality you uh, demonstrated today. I, I read to you out of the fourth chapter of the book or of uh, the treatise of Luke uh, called the Acts of the Apostles or uh, the Acts of the Holy Spirit, the book of Acts. All who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution or experience it. Um, the afflictions of the righteous are many, but the Lord. delivereth him out of them all. Yes. Nothing that you go through in the form of contradiction if you're a genuine child of God is personal. Yes. What comes against God's optimum victory in your life is not a personal attack. It is a direct attack against the Lord and against the will of the Lord. The sooner you capture that and live it, the sooner you become fearless. Because the worst that could happen is you die. But to the Christian, there is no such thing. Don't start jumping up so early, please. For inasmuch as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself, in the same fashion, likewise, took part of the same. He became man, that through death he might destroy him, paralyze is the original Greek. Destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death, ah, did I just validate the truth? Yes. Through fear of death, the worst that could happen is death. Once you realize death is not your end, Death is your victory. It's not how you die. It's how you face it. My God. Then you begin to move mountains, slay giants, spiritual 
entities that are antagonistic to the will of God flee from your presence because you do not come in your name you come in the name of the king of kings and the lord of lords hallelujah please don't start jumping up so early if you can you could jump up anytime you want but When the Holy Spirit came upon the uh, upper room and 120 of us were clothed with the baptism of fire and power and we were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the wonderful works of God because people said, how are they all speaking in our language? The, where we were born, the wonderful works of God. But immediately, the body of Christ was preached. In other words, the explanation of the event. These are not drunk, as you suppose, etc., but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Now notice, it was spoken. The scripture speaks. Because Joel spoke and it was on record. Obviously the apostle Peter had never heard with his audible ears the voice of Joel. There's hundreds of years removed from the audible voice of Joel. Joel. <laughs> but in the scripture, the word, the voice, the sound, the evidence of the living one lives. There is no such thing as a promise without an appointment. And there's no such thing as a, an appointment without a performance. We cannot, we cannot out prepare ourselves for God. If we synchronized our faith in expectation that the faithful one will be faithful, then the faithful one will answer the synchronization and our agreement of our faith with him and bring into our life the very thing that he has intended to bring. He is greater than you and I are. But now he wants us to become greater in him than we can ever imagine. So he supplies an empowerment, an enablement, and we, we see that Peter stepped out and said, this is that which was what? Spoken by the prophet Joel. It'll come to pass in the last days that I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. Hit someone say 2,000 years ago. It was the last days. Hit somebody else and say, we're living in the last days. Say, the last days to children of God are good days. In the middle of your enemies, you will have victory. In the face of your opposition, you'll magnify the king. In the midst of hardships, there will be protection, preservation, help, and aid given to you by the Lord, hallelujah, who is your shepherd, hallelujah. In the last of the last days, even as you're standing here, surely, not possibly, not maybe, surely goodness and mercy will accompany you. of your life all the days of your life all the days of your life all the days of your life all the 
days of your life. So I just went, Dr. Fish, you don't know what I'm going through. No, you don't know who's going with you through it. Get your eyes off the flames and get your eyes on the fourth man. Get your eyes off the lions and get your eyes on the angel. Get your eyes off the size of the giant and get your eyes on the bigness of your God. So he said, he said, uh, he, he shows us that, that the believers, 3,000 were added, and we continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. So immediately, the teaching of the apostles was available to the body, the church. We continued steadfastly, that means without double-mindedness or regression or, or, or fear, and you have the ability to do that, and I want you to never allow yourself to depress yourself. I'm going to say that again. Don't allow yourself to depress yourself. Are you listening to me? Praise the Lord. Amen. Don't call yourself sin. Confess your sin and accept your righteousness in Christ Jesus. Don't depress yourself. That was a word of knowledge for somebody. I love you. In the apostles' doctrine, in the breaking of bread, in prayers, and in fellowship immediately. And then you recall that Peter and John are on the way to prayer and the hour of prayer. And there is a man who is uh, lame or completely um, paralyzed. From his neck down, he was born that way. He's 40 years old. I am I, you know that. He's carried daily to the temple to be laid close to that gate, beautiful, and ask for alms or, or charity from those that come to worship. And long story short, Peter and John are passing by and, and, um, and, he, and Peter is, is the spokesman. He, they look at him and he says, look on us. And he looks on them expecting to receive something from them. And Peter says, silver and gold have I none. Part of the um, context of the early church was feeders. And 
Part of what I talked about the other day was, you love me, feed my sheep. Are you listening to me? So th- that was specifically to Peter. The other one was, as they brought their resources and put them at the apostles' feet, distribution was made to the needy. And even as far as 20, 30, and 40 years past, the ascension. Hit someone say, past the ascension. All the way to the time when, when the, the, the maniac um, Caesar of Rome and his legion came and destroyed Jerusalem in 70 AD. All through from, from 30 AD all the way to 70 AD, the John's churches that he planted, the Apostle Paul's churches that he wrote epistles to, they received offerings that were missions oriented and they sent uh, people that were faithful and Paul said, I'll send you people and he names them and they'll come and receive the offering and send it to Jerusalem. So the point is that feeding or distributing was the reason why Peter said, my resources are allocated. If you recall, Peter... If you you recall, Peter um, was in charge of the finances. This is why Ananias and Sapphira, you know, went down in the Bible. (laughs) Janice? Who? Who? Jennifer, close enough. (laughs) But he says, such as I have give I unto you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, and you know the story, rise up and walk, and he took him by the hand and lifted him up, and immediately his ankle bones received strength. That's gifts of healings and working of miracles, coupled together with revelational knowledge. Are you listening to me? And so, so then the, the man went walking with them and leaping and praising God into the temple. Well, as a result of that, everybody got excited. No, not everybody. Can I rush through this and leave a lesson with you? (laughs) No, the people are seeing this man, they're recognizing this man, they're acknowledging this man, and the apostles are saying, it is not by our own power or holiness that we've made this man to walk, but it is his name through faith in his name that has made this man to walk. I would like to tell you, or ask you rather, when did Jesus' name lose its power? I'm gonna stop till I hear the global church. You can jump up now. Lift your hands and shout like you never shouted. In his name, you're blessed. In his name, you're safe. In his name, you're protected. In his name, you're preserved. In his name, in his name, in his name, in the name that is above every name, every opposition, every obstacle, every enemy against your life will bow the knee. All right, okay. That was God noise. The God kind of noise, amen. Now we can get quiet. So you can hear what I'm saying. What the Lord is saying. Is I'm just following the Lord. And... Um, it was his name through faith in his name that has made this man to walk. And if, if we just fast forward, the Annas, the high priest, and Caiaphas, 
and Johanna and all of the relatives of the household of the high priests and the rulers. Someone say the entire household. So all of them, they grabbed the apostles while they're in the middle of a supernatural uh, uh, resurrection uh, sermon. They were, they were not declaring the reason this man has had a complete change of condition is because the man everybody thinks is dead has paid the price in full and the man everybody thinks is just a man is God and he rose from the dead and he's alive and because he lives he promised us resurrection and life he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly hallelujah he's a blessed savior he is a wonderful redeemer he is a supernatural provider he is a mighty deliverer hallelujah glory 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 well while while we're like that in the high in the high they caught the apostles and brought them in the house and brought them into the house of the high priest. At, at that year it was Annas, but Caiaphas was there and the rest of the household were there. And they said, by, by what authority are you doing this? How, how do you do this? By, what, by who gave you the right to do this? Child of God, listen to this where you live. Where you live. Don't listen to it 2,000 years ago. It's not history. This is where you live. Because you're under the illusion that when God does you right and does a miracle for you, then he solves permanently your life and you just tiptoe around in a garden till no, there's going to be persecution for the miracle. But if you're not afraid of the enemy, your God will always be faithful. Come to help you get delivered from the fear of death today. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Catch it where you live. So by what authority do you do, do you do this? And watch the wisdom of the apostles. He said, if you're asking us by what power this man is walking <laughs> see? see and let it be known that that it was in the name of the Jesus the Christ that you think is dead. And um, because there is none other name, no other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. It's a direct quote. Notice how the apostle Peter was either illiterate theologically or accurate theologically. I be, how many believe the word of God is accurate theologically? And then he, why does he use saved when he's talking about healed? Unless healed is included in the payment made on the cross. healed is part of the saved he's my God oh my God is gonna flood your world with his goodness embarrass your adversaries vindicate your household my God 
And uh, you could see it in verse 12 there in, uh, in, uh, in, in the same chapter. Neither is there any or is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Next verse is now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they hadn't been taught. Can I elaborate? In their schools of theology and in their denominational, um, you know, uh, cemeteries. <laughs> Seminaries. They took note of them that they had been with Jesus. And recognized that because they had been with Christ and their disciples, they're carrying power given by him through grace to supply evidence for a needy world that he is alive and not dead. We serve a living God. Yes. We serve a living God. Yes. Can I give you something freebie? Yes. Hit somebody next to you and say, catch this. Yes. A freebie. This is free. Er, I challenge you to find any cult that's gaining any momentum that is not in one way or another riding off of the name of the Lord. Even, even if they... Even if they say, well, you know, he was, he was just one of many and he, he never sinned and all that. They, they speak this high of him. Why? Because they want to get behind this, this spiritually, this body of Christ. Listen to me. It's spiritually um, expeditious. We're moving at the speed of God. But we're also a wide load. So they want to get behind and get in the wake of your life. Come on, somebody, because you have a name that is above every name. That is the name of Jesus. Amen. It's an allegory. Amen. If that's all you take from here, you're going to miss it. Should I stop? You sure? Yes. And so they, le they left them and went and talked among themselves. And they said, you know, what are we going to do with these people? Because uh, the fact that a great miracle has happened... Is obvious because this man is 40 years old. But so that it spread no further among the people. I want to stop. The devil does not want your miracles to spread. Your good news, your testimony, your salvation experience to spread. He does not want the reputation of your Lord to spread. The reason you go through opposition, it's not personal, neither is it because God is not faithful. It is because the very fact that you have supplied a measure of goodness that exploded in the form of righteous light, it terrified your enemy and he tried to retaliate. 
But if you will maintain the pattern of apostolic boldness and stand against your adversary and say, uh, the worst that could happen is we die. But we're not afraid of death because there's no death to the Christian. We, my God, hallelujah. You stand in that kind of boldness. Your enemy will backpedal. Your adversaries will flee. Your oppositions will fail. Your obstacles will fall. Your God will move. His reputation will spread. And his fame will reach out in your life. Hallelujah. And miracle upon miracle upon miracle and upon miracle and supernatural uh, evidence will be, uh, you know, uh, beyond, uh, it cannot be covered. Amen. What a wild church this is. Jump up and sit down. Jump up, sit down. Okay. So they came back and said, uh, and you know, they, they couldn't figure out how to punish the people. They said, you know, we, we, they did, the word said that they couldn't figure out how to punish. You would think that everybody would get all excited about the fact that some beggar who was crippled since birth is now leaping and walking and praising God. It's not a denominational issue. You would think that every human would be glad about the human that got set free. It's not a denominational issue. It's not a sectarian issue. You would think everybody would be excited. You would think that everybody would get excited if a heroin addict got in the prayer line and got set free. You think everybody would, 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 would commit to encouraging that individual to continue. You would think everybody would get excited that young and, and you know, almost grown up, but beat it, you know, you know, in their teens are answering the call of God and learning the word of God in order to live a life of victory and be a light in the middle of the world. You will think people will applaud the fact that young people are desirous to vacate the nasty places of this world where they're abused and misused and come into a place where they can be trained and raised in the cleanliness and the goodness of Almighty God. You would think all humanity would want humanity free. Just talking by the Holy Ghost. I just came to help in whatever way. So if, if it hits the bullseye, don't get mad. Say, well, you know, you know, he's telling me that from the pulpit. What do you want me to tell you from the pulpit? Right? from the lectern. What, what should I tell you from behind this altar? Because everyone acts like everyone's interested in human rights. Everyone. Cross geographical. It's not even a church issue. The world's taken the issue and, and, and we call it human rights violations. Well, didn't the apostles supply human rights impartation? Yes. Wasn't it the right of the human to stand up straight? What isn't it the right of the human to live free? Isn't it the right of the human to rejoice? Isn't it the right of the human to make their own mind up? Make a choice. 
My God. My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need to move on. Don't tell me what to do. I know what I need to do. Don't backtalk me. <laughs> Who was that? Was it you? Reverend John was the master at that when he was little. I, I would say, don't back talk me. And he would say, I'm not back talking. And I would say, you're just doing it right now. And he said, no, I'm not. I said, David, he just did it again. And, and, and Reverend John, I might tell the truth, uh, little John, he looked over at Chrissy and he said, what is back talking? She said, I don't know, but whatever it is, you better stop. <laughs> Whatever it is, uh, you know, just maybe if you don't do anything, we'd be, get off the, amen. What are, the, what are the chances of it being you today? It's, it is the right and it is the will of God to set things straight in your life. There's no one that can treat you as good as the Lord. And, um, and um, his word is clear in our history um, in uh, this church family that goes to 2,000 years. It's clear about the fact that the enemy and the powers of darkness are defeated by the powers of God and that they also have hatred for a momentum that God gives his people. Does that make sense? But since you and I believe in an eternity and know that he said that he who lives, he who uh, believes in me though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And so he came to deliver them who through fear of death lived all their life subject to bondage. When that, when that the, so the worst that could happen is death and when death is no longer an argument viable against the boldness of your faith, you are one blessed Christian that can help humanity and you're one dangerous adversary. To the devil. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, that's good for. So they said, uh, "Don't you preach in that name?" Don't. And and so the apostles said, "Well, if it if it is right in the sight of God, or in your sight, that we would listen to you." instead of listening to God. Hit someone and say, God. God. Well, see, it, the church was sent by Christ. Are you listening? Yes. So they were literally saying, among the rulers and the leaders, you've crucified Christ, but he's raised, and he is both our Lord and our God. And he told us what to do. And he is God. So you judge whether or not we should listen to you or God. Should we listen to you or the one that you thought you were done with at the cross and in the tomb who rose again to empower his people to go in his name? Who should we listen to? Who should we listen to today? God. This is good news. Yes. 
I love this. I love this. <clears throat> so, um, so when they further threatened them, and uh, they said, so that it would spread no further, let's just threaten them and send them away. Because this thing is already spreading. Everybody's talking about this man and uh, what's happening with him. So let's just, let's leave it alone instead of like giving it advertisement. So we returned back to our own company. We hung around a company of people who had the capacity through Christ to be of one heart and what? One soul. Are you listening to me? According to the word of God. We came and when we shared what happened to us, because there was great joy, we were counted worthy to be persecuted. Huh? The Lord had our bail. And uh, but went back and and did not go back and said, you know what? It never pays off to do good things. You do good things and you think everybody's going to pat you on the back, but you know what you get for it? You just get called all kinds of names. You know, I'm just done with this thing. It's between me and God now. No, they they got released from threatenings and went straight to um, uh, synchronize your faith. That's the truth. They went straight to synchronize your faith. They started talking, and when they did, they all got together and said, okay, now, now, now I want you to catch this because I don't have much time, but I, want, but I have a lot of revelation for you. Are you ready? They went straight to the Psalms of David, and they went straight, gathered together and said, Lord... Lord, why did the heathen rage and imagine a vain or evil thing? Because the kings of the earth have gathered against the Lord and his Messiah. Are you listening? This is actually a, a word that is performed at the cross. And then they went ahead and described it, didn't they? They said, because what? Because the rulers... Herod, Pontius Pilate, and the rulers gathered against your Messiah. Are you listening to me? And, and uh, of course, they reference in verse 27 that um, the, and also the people of Israel gathered together uh, to do whatsoever your hand or your wisdom predetermined beforehand. In other words, Christ was not uh, overwhelmed by the opposition. Christ took on the opposition and overwhelmed it to supply you and I with a victory over every opposition that we encounter. If the church can't shout about this, we got no reason shouting when we get to heaven. My God. My God. Hallelujah. If we can't shout about this, we got no reason shouting when we get to heaven. The Lord was not overwhelmed by the powers that came against him, but he through his victory overwhelmed them so he can empower you and I in his name to perpetuate his victory and help humanity in every arena of life. So, and, and so uh, to perform what your hand or what your counsel determined beforehand uh, to do. And um, now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant 
that unto thy servants with all boldness we may speak your word. So they identified that the opposition that came against Christ is the same opposition coming against them because Christ in them, the hope of glory, was still doing his works in the earth. Today, child of God, never be afraid of the consequences of allowing God to use you with power and with authority. They can call you a fake. They can call you a fraud. They can call you whatever they want to call you. But you're not auditioning for political office. You have been called, chosen by God to answer hallelujah hey 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 my God lift your hands and shout just be uh, a little quiet I, I want to encourage everyone here say, say to somebody sitting next to you encourage that means courage coming in to you <laughs> encourage 
because the presence of the Lord and the power of the Lord is so real to everyone here. There's no doubt about it. But, but do not be afraid of the presence of God or, you know, intimidated by your surroundings. It's called in fear. <laughs> Encourage. See the the um, that means let courage in. Encourage. When when this miracle took place and any other kind of miracle that many of you here uh, that are that are here and there are a miracle. And I've had miracles, but you, your life is a supernatural life. Right? Yes. So when, when they did this good work and encountered uh, threats and oppositions, and you can go through the entire canon of scripture and see that that is a pattern. So somebody says, well, Dr. Arfush, we don't believe in opposition. Well, it doesn't matter what you believe in. So somebody says, well, Dr. Arfush, if you say that, you're developing faith for opposition. Look, the devil doesn't need a license to oppose you. See? Just because you don't learn self-defense doesn't mean you don't get beat up in the alley. Somebody said, well, I just don't want to learn how to defend myself because I don't believe in violence. Well, guess what? Not believing in violence does not cause violence to disappear. How many would like to have a Holy Ghost taser for your enemy? Huh, Jennifer? Would you like a Holy Ghost taser just periodically when that demon shows up? <laughs> what is it? He'll be, te- he'll be telling you, don't tase me, bro. He say, I don't call me bro. Something like that. Where's the sheriff when you need him? <laughs> yeah, he's out there. Yeah, it's all story of uh, <laughs> You know, I'm messing with him, right? Because I know he's going to hear it, but he's probably hearing it right now. Somebody's like talking. <laughs> and before I leave, he'll come and give me a hug, you know? Oh, there she is. You know that's the truth, right? Amen. I'm getting thumbs up from his... um, Anyway, look. (laughs) Isn't that true? It's logic. Just because we don't believe in war doesn't mean there's not war. Just because we don't believe in in, in violence does not mean uh, there's no violence. Sometimes you have to have a Bible in one hand. <laughs> and I'm going to tell off on myself. This is like probably we, we, we're still living in California. And, 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 uh, or maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was 27, 28 years ago. Whatever. And... Um, I love the people of this uh, wonderful, multi-faceted uh, uh, new world that we live in, but there's certain parts, um, you know, that, that have their entrenched culture in them, and uh, especially mega cities. And uh, and so. So I have Dr. Robin with me, and we're not even going to tell you where we are. Well, yeah, we're in New York. 
and uh, and um, it's a New Yorker, and so I could tell by his accent. We needed to catch a bus from one airport to another, and our luggage was there. And I asked the man two or three times, "Is this the bus? He's the driver." And uh, is this the bus that goes to such and such place? And he wouldn't answer me. And then I asked him again, asked him again, he's right there. And then one of the people said, yes, that's, that's the bus. And I looked at that man and I said, I said, you are kidding me in front of everybody, really loud, on the sidewalk. I said, you are kidding me. I said, do you think I'm a tourist? I will slap you. (laughs) Big New Yorker. Then we got on the bus and I discovered he's the driver. So I picked the seat right behind him and sat there all along just peeking over his right shoulder as he was driving, wondering if I'm going to pop him. Don't mess with the child of the living God. Well, you know, a real Christian wouldn't do that. Oh, yes, some people need a slap. Amen? A good slap can get some people serving God real quick. Amen? We believe in the laying on of hands. Hallelujah. Because we would have missed that bus and we would have never made our connection. And, And this man is just acting like that because he thinks that you're a mark. So just because you don't believe in you know, taking authority does not mean you're not going to have a situation or a circumstance where you necessitate that you put the fear of God. (laughs) See, I feel like all of a sudden I feel like I need a um, I need an acoustic guitar. Just, uh, just kumbaya, my lord, because I I sense all that yeah, friction. Just remember the temple, the money changers, the whip, and Jesus. Just saying. Hallelujah. We're gonna we're gonna pray in a moment and synchronize our faith. There, there, there are there are some, some of you here that I want to allow the Lord to express his love towards you in ministry. But I want to just, just leap over this thing. When, when we began to say, look, they gathered against your holy child. They did this. And, they, and well, God knew that. But no, we were identifying with the same persecution. Because that Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? So the fact that when we do the works of the Lord, there's a price to pay. And um, you have to be willing to stand and, and not give in because somebody is not liking you. Amen? Listen to me very carefully. People uh, are fickle. And so, you know, they'll come around. They might not like you for a while. They'll come around. Trust me, they'll call you when they need a miracle. Amen. And so when they did, in, um, is 
when they did and they prayed with one voice, it sounded like one voice, right? They lifted their voice as one. And uh, they said, Lord, grant your servants boldness or courage, supernatural courage and boldness. Watch her now. She's not, she's not, she's not totally. Lavelle, Lavelle, help her. Did the Lord put too much on you, or? Is it good? And uh, the place where we gathered shook and we were all filled. The original uh, language talks about a fullness of fullness. If you could, if, in other words, a dimension of regeneration or re, re-infilling or re-empowerment. And we spoke the word of God with, or God talked with boldness, that word boldness is supernatural speech that God gives. And if you look there in verse 32, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Because through that miracle, 5,000 people had been added already. Are are you catching that? So they were of what? One heart and one soul. Why? The teaching, the faith we were inducted into was the faith for unity in the body of Christ. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today, Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.